Morning, Merry Christmas. We good? You can see me, awesome. All right, so I'll get straight into it. So Barry mentioned on Sunday, actually, how difficult it is to write a preach for Christmas, especially when you've only got one bit of source material. Also, I think it's like the obligation of any preacher to talk about how hard it is to write a Christmas preach. Yeah, every year, every every preach on the world, oh, it's so difficult to write what preach. It's all been done again. To be fair, it just makes it easier to steal, to be honest. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I remember one of the one of my earliest times in when I joined Kessel, we went to the Acts conference, and I remember uh, one of the first preachers I heard at the Acts conference was, It's okay to steal a preach. I was like, Yes! <laughs> this is <laughs> preaching is going to be light work from now on. So, what did I decide to do? Steal Barry's preach. The title for today is Deck the halls, question mark. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I know, I know. It is controversial. It is controversial. Because what I decided to do was look at the actual song Deck the Halls. We all know that Deck the Halls. No, no, second line. Everyone knows that bit. I actually decided to look at, as Io does, to look at like the origin of that song. It turns out it's not actually to do with Christmas. Oh. And so I was looking this up, and I was like, Barry, what an egg. Didn't even look at the song. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even look it up. <laughs> didn't even look it up. This year is going to be Deck the Halls, God-filled. It's going to be God-filled, mess for God, not even to do with Christmas. What an egg. <laughs> All right, to be fair, the song as we know it is actually to do with Christmas, but the original song is actually to do with New Year's. And it actually got me thinking how easy it is for someone to take a title, to take something that someone's already done, and then kind of change the message? Who would ever do that? <laughs> so it got me thinking about how easy it is that over, over the years, how easy it is for things to mean one thing and how they can change over time. And then one of my favorite Christmas adverts this year has been the Specsavers one. Anyone seen the Specsavers advert? We'll play it. Go on, Andy. Love this advert. Um, I saw... Santa on the Christmas day, and he has a big beard. A big white one. Yeah. And he had a Christmas hat on as well. And he, and he has white at the end of his hat. He doesn't go on holiday. No, no. He left a big bag of presents, like a huge one. Uh, how does he fit down the chimney? I've never seen Santa. Should have gone Specsavers. Love that. Love that. Give that man a raise. That's a great line. What a line. Love that. So, <laughs> what a line. My question is, who was the most correct? Out of all those kids, who was the most correct about Santa? Ooh, who do you think? Was any of them correct? Does anyone think anyone was wrong? Becky went like that and was like, no. <laughs> this is the awkward. <laughs> this is where I see all the I see all the adults tense up. It's like, okay, everyone look away. Look away. No one pick me. No one pick me. I did that a couple of weeks ago when, during worship and I accidentally picked Corin Bills. I got the eyes. <laughs> I got the Bills eyes. So never again. Never again. <laughs> the whole point really is it doesn't really matter. Out of all those kids, who's wrong or right? As long as they get the heart behind what Santa is. It's so, it's so easy. Imagine if you got into an argument with those kids. Well, actually, 
Little Miss. His name is Christopher Kringle. It's jolly old Saint Nick. You are wrong. He doesn't even have a beard. He doesn't live in the North Pole. He lives in Lapland. How? Arguing is so boring. It's so boring. I mean, once upon a time, I used to love an argument. If you're, if you're unsure, I know, hard to believe. Hard to believe. If you're unsure, ask Becky, Nathan, or my mom. <laughs> used to love an, love an argument, but it just, now I just can't be bothered. It's so boring. And you know these people around about, around about this time of year? Well, actually, uh, Jesus wasn't born in December. Um, he was, if you actually looked at the original Jewish scriptures, he was actually born in September. <laughs> and actually, the f festival that we celebrate today is one of those um, pagan festivals that we brought over from the West, and we can kind of sign it with Christmas. And actually, that's actually what we call Christmas. Oh, I'm so bored! <laughs> those people are so boring! Anyone heard those people People for? Oh my gosh! Please! Please! You know what? You, you want to know what the real point of Christmas, the real point of today is kind of John 10.10. The thief comes only to st seek, sorry, steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Isn't that awesome? Please, please do not let these boring people ruin the fact that Jesus has come to give me life and life in the full. I don't want to argue. It's just so boring. It's just over and over every single year. Well, actually, if you're a proper Christian, you'll realize that Jesus was born. Oh, okay. We get the point. But my point is that my Jesus has come that I may have life and life to its fullest. So, even it's okay to lose that message because guess what? Even some of the disciples made the same mistake as well. All right, so if you look at Matthew 16 from verse 13 to 20, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then you ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. No, teacher bit comes in, because I'm going to ask you questions on that bit of text. Okay, so what I love about that was the bit where Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal. It didn't matter about what other people said about it. It was about, did you have enough of a relationship with the Father to understand the truth? nature of Jesus. It's not about what this person says. It's not about what that person says. It might not even be about what you've read. Do you have enough of a heart relationship with Jesus and with the Father to understand the true, na true nature of the Messiah, our anointed one who's come to set us free? When you can understand that, that's when you're able to have life in the fullest. Now he gives three keys. Children, I've got sweets ready. Bribery. How can I teach without it? So, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> lads. Yeah. So, first we can go to, there were three things that Jesus said straight after, <laughs> straight after he said that flesh and blood did not reveal. As soon as 
Peter um, gave the revelation that he was the Messiah, that he was the Son of God. He said, I'm going to do three things. What three things were they? Parents, you may assist. <laughs> Becky's. Pardon? Mom, you can't, you can't compete. This is not fair. I went over with this already. Mom, put, mom, put your hand down. <laughs> we can go back. I'll go back. Andy, can I have the verse back up again? Today's got an answer. Give us life. Live life. Live life in the shortest. That's one. Love that. Okay. It's on. <laughs> I hate teaching when sometimes you try and say something. It's on the board and the kids are still like this. It's on the board. Go on, Josh. Oh, look, you can build the church. Thank you very much, Josh. Next slide. Yep. You get keys to the kingdom. Thank you very much. Awesome. Dad. And there's one more. There's one more on the board. Who can shout? It's up. one more. It's up there now. Go on, uh, uh, go on, Noah. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Round of applause for Noah. Thank you very much. So, when you have a true understanding of Jesus, our Messiah, you get to understand that you can build the church, you get the keys to heaven, and you get the power to bind whatever, bind on earth, bind in heaven, and loose on earth, and loose in heaven. I can't think of a better way of having life to the full than being able to build the church, to have the keys to heaven, and to have the power of binding and loosing. Isn't that amazing? However, when I was, when I was doing this preach, there was one bit of this I, didn't re I hadn't really read before. So, verse 20. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. I never read that bit before. Anyone. Why would he tell his disciples not to tell. I thought that was the whole flipping point. I thought we were all meant to go and run around and go, Jesus is here. The good news is here. But he said not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Why? Not the right time. Oh, Kenny. Give Kenny a sweet. I love that. <laughs> love that. <laughs> he, wanted this. he wanted them to find for himself. It's so easy to go out. And when you're going out to describe someone, to get someone wrong, get, get their description wrong. I'll tell you, so I've got two younger brothers. One's called Ollie, he's five. Got another younger brother called Sebastian, who's two. Adorable, went to see them over the weekend. Got them their Christmas presents. My dad was like, no toys. Too many toys in the house, my dad's like 54. And he's like, I don't want to see any toys. I'm tired of stepping on Lego. I'm like, fine. So I thought, I'll buy um, Ollie, some, Ollie and Sebastian some pajamas. So I bought Sebastian some Mr. Incredible pajamas and the Incredibles DVD. And I bought Ollie, because he's getting into like that superhero age. I got him Black Panther pajamas and the Black Panther DVD. I was like, yes, get them in young. So, <laughs> love that. <laughs> so he was like, oh my gosh, I want, I want to open it now. I want to open it now. I want to open it now. I was like, fine. All right, so I thought, you can open the DVD first. He was like, oh. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yes. It's like, it's Black Panther. I love Black Panther. I was like, yes. And then he went like this. Ayo, you look a bit like Black Panther. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, my son. Love that. Love that. <laughs> what? Good lad. 
Good lad. You, Kaya, you look like Black Panther. Amen. However, <laughs> Andy, cut that from the podcast. So, <laughs> so, imagine if I let Ollie walk around going, my brother looks like Black Panther. Imagine how bitterly disappointed. See, again, you weren't meant to laugh. You meant to go, no, no, you look just like For you meant to be family, but it's fine. A lot of us. <laughs> it's so easy. Imagine, now imagine if the disciples went out and gave the wrong description of the Messiah. If they went out and didn't quite get it right, they encountered, they had their own interpretation of who the Messiah was, but when they went out to describe it, imagine if they got it wrong. So Jesus wanted to people to have an understanding of his heart so that, so that um, they may be able to experience him rather than based on someone else's description or even based on words. And I think, think it's awesome that Barry already mentioned this. So can I have Isaiah 9.6 up, please? For us, for, to us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be call, called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, Josh Archie Noah, can you come up, please? Oh, love that. I've got three in here. I've got Prince of Peace, I've got Wonderful Counselor, and I've got Mighty Father. Charades, not allowed to talk. Whichever one you pick out, you have to act out. An extra chocolate will go to the best one, the most convincing one. And if any of you can pick out which one is doing which, you also win a prize. All right, so drum roll, please. Okay. Go. This should be amusing. Mighty Father. Next. <laughs> awesome. So, which one was the hardest one out of those three, do you reckon? <laughs> the naughty counselor. Love that. <laughs> the naughty counselor. I mean, wonderful counselor. Then, principally, mighty, mighty father was probably the most straightforward one. Okay? But it's really, really, especially when you got words like that, it's really, really difficult to describe. Thank you, boys. Can you take a seat? And then. I'll give you a prize. I love that. So, even though years and years before Jesus was even born, they had a prophecy of, of what Jesus would be like. And we've just seen that it's e even when you have the written word, it's even sometimes even more difficult to try and explain, to try and act it out. You can't do it. What, they need, what people need to do is experience that side of Jesus for themselves. It's not enough to just tell people, you know what, Jesus is a wonderful counselor. 
If I've never experienced Jesus as a wonderful counselor, how's that going to work out for me? It's really easy for me to give out words and go, especially at Christmas, oh, you need to come to church. Jesus is our, he's a mighty father. He's a prince of peace. If I've not encountered Jesus as my prince of peace, how's that going to make sense to me? It's not enough to just throw out the words or even try and act it out because it's hard to act it out. People need to, during this time, people need to experience Jesus in that way. So what does that mean for us? What are people's main experience of Jesus in 2018? It's through us. So throughout today, and even throughout 2019, I want you to think about how are you going to be a wonderful counselor to someone? How are you going to be a mighty father to someone? How are you going to be a prince of peace to someone? What does counselor even mean? And here goes at the front, what does counselor mean? What's a counsellor? Any parents in the room, what's a counsellor? Go on, Karis. Someone who gives advice. Someone who gives advice, or someone who gives godly advice. Awesome. What does a mighty father look like? <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> Can't even. <laughs> Someone that helps people. So someone who's always willing to step in and help the, help people and support them. And what does a Prince of Peace look like? <laughs> Go on, Daisy. Who, peace, who, um, who cares about people. Someone who cares about people and able to bring peace into every situation. So we already have an understanding of what that is. But like I said, it's not enough to just throw out these words, especially at Christmas time and it's really easy to do. We want people to experience Jesus, not just to go out and tell, oh yeah, this is the time to spread the good news of Jesus. Awesome. But we want more than that. We want people to experience Jesus, not just at Christmas, but throughout the rest of their lives. So I want to challenge all of you, not just today, but throughout all of 2019 and for the rest of your lives. Please, please, please. How are you going to be a wonderful counselor? How are you going to be a mighty father? How are you going to be a prince of peace? Awesome. Have you, hope you have a great day. Yeah, we're going to go out on a song. Awesome. So we're going to go out on a joy to the world one more time. And um, yeah, have a great Christmas.